Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to episode 102 of Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of, Beyond the Rut. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry Dugan, and in just a moment, Brandon Cunningham's going to join us. Now, Brandon and I are going to be joined by a special returning guest. That's right. We are getting so good at this, I guess, that our guests from the past are wanting to come back, and we love it. That, that's a good thing. So in this episode, Cynthia Tripathi, author of the book Escaping Average, is, is back. And she's going to share with us an update on her life, how she's uh, finally left her 9 to 5, and launched a business that's going to lead her to financial freedom. We're also going to talk about some of the things she had in place before she left that 9-to-5 job so that you can get some of those tips. What do you have to have in line before you could leave your 9-to-5, if that's your dream, to go pursue your dream? So, without further ado, here we go. All right, Brandon, welcome back to your own show. You, You probably should be at the mic, though, when you say hi. Hi. There we go. Yay. And also with us calling in from Arizona is Cynthia Tripathi. How are you doing? I'm awesome. How are you guys? Doing great. And uh, for those who don't remember, um, or maybe you haven't met her yet, Cynthia was on episode 32, one of our first interviews on this show. So we're excited to have her back. We're excited to have you back, by the way, Cynthia. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to be here. It's been a while. can't believe it's been over 70 episodes. Oh, man. Crazy to think it was literally a year ago and so much yeah. has, has happened. And that's just crazy. I'm finally feeling like we're getting good at this, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Imagine when you come back on 60 episodes from now, how good we'll be at this. You know? You'll be close to 200 <laughs> at that point. Yeah, so we'll, you'll, you'll be experts. There you go. We'll, we'll go from we're, we're okay to we might actually be good. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, one of the signs we're doing something right is people that we have interviewed agree to come back on again yes. and and like we were saying earlier uh you know you're not always on twitter like some people you know me included i i'm on there way too much but uh i i caught you on there the other day and said hey what's been going on let's have you back on and and catch up so if you don't know cynthia then go back and listen to episode 32 and and you'll you'll learn all this great stuff about her and uh, just kind of how she went and made her own path, which is why we wanted you on in the first place, because it had such a great story. But uh, tell us a little bit about what you've been up to since. Yeah. So, I mean, back for some of your new listeners, uh, I wrote a personal development book, Escaping Average, 18 Tips to Spark Positive Momentum and Transform Your Life. And that was back in March 2016. So, it's been about a year and a half. Um, a lot of things have happened since then. Um, since then, I have gotten that audiobook recorded. Um, and I do have a special little gift for some listeners as well. So awesome. uh, we can talk about that kind of at the end. It's a new um, car. Probably not a new car. Probably not a new no. car. Okay. <laughs> Close. I mean, practically a new car, but even better, maybe. <laughs> Last longer. Um, I actually uh, got, I, I had a, a background in, in fitness and health and I actually got back into training. So I've been doing that part time too, training at a fit body boot camp. Um, so that's been super fun. But I think the biggest thing that's happened is I actually th- took a huge leap of faith and I actually quit my nine to five and I started a real estate company that I've been doing full time for about six months now. So that's kind of been consuming my whole life. So that's, that's <laughs> what I'm up to right now. 
That's awesome because Cynthia was not in a rut to begin with, was already kind of making her own path, not doing what normal people would say you're supposed to do after you graduate from school and all that kind of stuff. And then she went into this kind of kind of semi-rut of just security and safety and said, nope, I'm not doing that. I'm going to quit that and go into real estate because, you know, that that's a new way to make my own path. And and you're not even doing that the way some people would think, well, real estate, you sell houses and that's pretty easy and that kind of thing. But you're selling land where you are. So tell us a little bit about how that niche market kind of came to be something you wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, it's it's raw land. And to be honest, I had never even heard of it until maybe about a year ago, a um, little maybe sooner than that. But um, yeah, it's basically, you know, people, people get into the real estate market. I think the biggest uh, advantage and a, the reason people are attracted to that is because of the passive income that you can generate from properties. Um, it's essentially the same thing, except instead of dealing with homes, you're dealing with just the land. So typically, you know, I invest in land that people want for recreation, like camping, a place to build like a vacation cabin or a home, um, somewhere to go out and ride your dirt bikes, go hunting, or, you know, a place where people want to actually build a home, maybe for retirement or, you know, looking to move permanently. And then also as investment properties. So um, it, it's a really great niche. Um, it's not competitive because it's land. It's not as exciting, I don't think, as real <laughs> estate and homes. You know, it's not, you know, three bedrooms, three baths, brand right. new granite countertops. It's, well, this piece of dirt versus this <laughs> piece of dirt. So You don't have to do um, a lot of staging, I would imagine. You know? Yeah, no staging, you know. It's, it's usually undeveloped. So, I mean, right. I don't have to do any improvements or anything on it. So... Um, it's, it's a pretty simple business model, but it's a lot more complex than you would think. So, um, it's been a, it's been a great process. I've learned a lot. I've been doing it about a year now. And so I've been, you know, slowly generating that passive income and just learning this whole new industry. So it's been really great. That's awesome. Now, are you doing this as a, like a real estate agent or you're buying the land and, and selling it? Exactly. Yep. So I'm buying the land and, and selling it. So um, not a real estate agent. Um, real estate agents typically will, you know, sell your property for you and yeah. take a commission. Um, land typically, you know, it's it's lower money. You know, whereas you could buy a house for two to three hundred thousand dollars, you can buy a piece of land for five hundred bucks. Wow. So yeah. So it's a lot less <laughs> capital <back>. investment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to run and do some stuff. <laughs> so, so how did you, how did you find this? What, what made you decide that you didn't really want to be in an office all day? You didn't want to do the kind of normal thing. You wanted to do something different. What made you choose this? You know, I've, I've kind of, and I talk about this in the last, uh, the last episode I was in with you two. Um, I've kind of been lost for a while. I never really knew what I wanted to do, but I never really, I guess, liked any of the jobs that I had. Not saying that everyone likes their job, but, right. you know, I just really dreaded them. And I didn't like doing menial work. I wanted a little bit more control and freedom. And so I've, I've always kind of been searching, okay, what do I want to do? Um, and the funny thing is, is we, uh, you know, we're actually, I'm a podcast junkie. So I listen to a lot of podcasts. And my boyfriend was actually, when we first moved here, we moved to Phoenix uh, about two and a half years ago. And when we first moved here, he was just looking up local podcasts in the area. And he found one from this guy who does land investing full time. And he's been doing it for over 15 years. And he actually coaches people how to do it. And so he's like listening to some of these podcasts. And he comes up to me and he's like, Cynthia, 
we got to get into this. <laughs> I'm like, get into land? He's like, we got to get into flipping land. And at first I thought it was, you know, what? No, that's got to be a total scam. He's like, no, this guy lives down. I kid you not. He lives a mile down the street from our house. Like wow. not even exaggerating. He lives right down the street. He's like, look, his office is right down the street by Whole Foods. Like we should go meet him. And so I just started listening to the podcast and I was really intrigued. Um, but, you know, I'm still skeptical, analytical, you know, have to do my research. <laughs> There's a lot of scams out there. So um, I actually reached out to him and I was like, hey, I live nearby. I'm interested in, you know, possibly purchasing because he sells like a course teaching you how to do this. And then coaching programs kind of help like mentoring you. And I said, hey, I'm interested, but I want to meet you. Right. Not thinking he would agree. You know, entrepreneurs are really busy. And his assistant reached out to me and she's like, I guess Googled me and found my book. And she's like, oh, hey, are yeah. you the author of Escaping Average? And I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> so yeah. I think maybe that had something to do with the fact that he met with me. Because, you know, go. he could see a little bit of like reputation that I had online. And so he agreed. He's like, yeah, I'll meet with you for coffee. So we met up one day and he was a super genuine guy. And then we ended up buying his course and going all in. So that's kind of what I've been that's how I got into it. That's so great. We did an episode. Uh, I can't remember the number of it, but we talked about how you get to meet people. And the first thing you got to do is just ask. You know, the worst they can mm -hmm. do is say no. You know, we, we were yeah. talking about having Jeff Goins on the program. You got to ask before they can ever say yes. And and then, you know, do something to show them that, hey, I'll buy you a cup of coffee. I'll buy you lunch, whatever it is. Just give me 30 minutes to an hour. Like you said, they're busy, so they don't give it away for free all the time. But you can buy them a cup of coffee and, and get 15, 20 minutes, maybe half an hour. Exactly. Yeah. That reminds me, I still owe Jody Mayberry a jar of Nutella. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I promised him a jar and I haven't paid up yet. You it's can, been two years. <laughs> you can just carve out a little bit of their time. You can learn a lot. So so you went and you met with him and, and you felt like he was genuine and, and somebody you could get into business with. So you bought the course and now you're all in. Exactly. And I think he knew it too. I mean, if, if someone's willing to take time out of their day to meet a complete stranger, you know, then they yeah. must be serious. They must not be trying to scam you. And then I met him and he was really nice and genuine. So that's one thing we've learned with the entrepreneurs who've been on our show, but also other podcasts that we've listened to entrepreneurs tend to be very giving in nature. Right. I mean, they've also found a way to monetize a lot of their passions. I mean, you're one. Um, you've gone through like trials and, you know, not everybody understands what you've gone through to find the success you've got. And so when somebody comes along and asks you to share those uh, lessons learned, it's like, finally, somebody who gets it, I'm going to share my knowledge with you. And, and then they do. It's just amazing. And they don't mind investing in people that are going to pay off. You know, they, mm -hmm. I don't want to spend 30 minutes to an hour with you if there's not going to be a benefit. If I don't see you doing something with that information, because I always tell people, if you get somebody to have lunch with you or will agree to mentor you, show up with questions and a notepad and a pencil mm -hmm. because they're going to feel like you're wasting their time if you're not going to put into action whatever it is they've told you. And they'll yeah. generally say, I don't want to have lunch with you again because it was a waste of my time. You didn't do right. anything with it. Right. Have you heard of um, John Lee Dumas? Yes. Okay. I Not figured you yet. had. He's almost <laughs> as good as we are at podcasting. So <laughs> He could learn a, a little <laughs> he could bit learn a couple. You, we so. tried to get him on to learn some stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> well, it, he lives in Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. and oh. I'm a huge fan of his podcast as well. And I'm actually going to Puerto Rico in a couple – in two months. And so awesome. I've been – 
thinking in the back of my mind, I need to reach out to him and see if he'd be willing to meet up with me Absolutely. to have a cup of coffee. And you just reminded me that I need to do that. So well, now it's, you're it's like you said, to, you'll never know until you ask. Yeah. Now you're going to be able to tell him I've been on Beyond the Rut twice. So you're, you know, twice. that's like, uh, you know, who is it that, you know, Meryl Streep, <laughs> I've got a few Oscars, you know, she's got a little bit of credibility now. He'll probably go, oh, okay, then I should have you on. Cause yeah. I've been trying, they, he's been trying to get us on his show for years and we're like, yeah, we don't have time for that stuff. <laughs> I, I think it's the other way around. <laughs> yeah. We, we only him send him one mail, one, one letter a day. I mean, we, yeah. we cut that down. So. <laughs> We get the auto response that says, please stop spamming, spamming yeah. us. <laughs> Return to sender. Yeah. Uh, well, that's great. Yeah, somebody, and, and that's a great way to kind of find things that you're interested in. You, you listening to podcasts and just listening to what's going on around you. And then when you get the opportunity where you're in Puerto Rico to reach out and say, Hey, you know, I'll buy you a cup of coffee. If you'll, you know, give me 20, 30 minutes of your time. Let's meet up. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm going to, I'm going to do that tomorrow, actually. See, I'll let go. you know what he says. <laughs> that would awesome. be cool. Yeah. That'd be good. Send us and, a yeah. screenshot of the tweets or then you yeah. can tell him now you have to go on beyond the rep because they're mm-hmm. the ones that told me to come meet with you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. So what's next for you? You're, you've got this, you've been, you've been in the land business now for what do you say about six to eight months? About a year. About I've been year doing now? it about. Well, five to six months full she quit time. The nine to five oh, that's six right. months ago. Okay. Right, right. What's next? I don't know. You know, I'm still trying to, you know, grow my business. It's been, you know, it for anyone listening, um, starting a business is extremely challenging. I think <laughs> there's so much that you don't realize has to be done and you you're the one that has to do it, you know. <laughs> there's all these moving parts and you know, I just have a small a small business, so um, I think it's just continuing to focus on my on my business. I've been doing a lot of automation with software, hiring some virtual assistants overseas to help me. Um, so I, I really want to get the rest of my business really uh, in place and outsourced so that in the next year I can really scale it up. So that's kind of where I'm at, learning different softwares and, you know, trying to focus on scaling up my business. And I still need to get my print book created, which I'm kind of <laughs> mad at myself that I have not done yet because it's been a while, but maybe I'll, you know, get that done this year and then and do a book relaunch. So there you um, go. that's when you launch the, the, the print version, we'll definitely have to have you back on and, and tell people about it, but you've got the audio yeah. version so people can get that audio version now. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's and me it. talking. Don't exactly. you want to hear my voice? <laughs> exactly. You didn't go out and hire some, you know, big time actress or something. You did it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually me reading the book and it's pretty quick. I think it's just uh, the full audio book, I think, is I want to say two out less than two hours. Oh, wow. So, oh, wow. That's yeah. really good. It's a pretty, pretty quick read. And they which get is that really on nice. like Audible or iTunes? Audible. Yeah. Audible. So if you go right to Amazon. Um, type, in, type in Escaping Average, the Audible link will come up there or go right to Audible and, and you can find me there as well. That is I cool. love that. I'm always disappointed when I find out the Audible version of a book is not the author. Oh, you yeah. Know, it's like, and you're kind of like, really? I, I, I mean, I want to hear them read it. They wrote yeah. it. I want to hear them read it. Yeah. And, you know, I thought about it. I'm like, I could hire someone, but I thought it'd be a fun experience. You know, I like learning and growing and like doing new things. Right. And I said, when am I going to get the chance to, you know, I get to record my own audio book. Yeah. So I need to take advantage. So you're right up there with like Malcolm Gladwell and uh, Simon Sinek. They both mm. narrate their own books. Right. Oh, do they? Yeah. I think uh, one of them, I forget which one, said that they started doing TED Talks 
Okay. Uh, to get better at speaking, so when they recorded their books, it was more conversational for the listener. Uh, yeah, maybe it was Simon. I've seen a few of his yeah, TED Talks. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't seen any of uh, Malcolm's. How long did it take to do the Audible book? About two hours. It was a, it was a project. <laughs> two hours. Yeah. I, I know I that's not true because I, I have a friend that did one. I'm like, no, it didn't take two hours. No, no. It's a project. And, you know, it's so funny, too, because – um, you record podcasts, so you know sound can be really finicky. Mm-hmm. And I actually made a recording studio, quote unquote, in my closet in my bedroom because okay. that was the only space I could find that didn't have a lot of background noise. So I'm literally sitting in the corner of my closet and then we, with clothes above me, in this tiny little corner with my laptop in front of me and my mic and then we uh, put a sheet up outside of the closet so there was no noise. So I'm just in pretty much this dark little cave. So it was a little uncomfortable. And then I actually had to re-record. So my book is set, uh, six full chapters and then an intro and a conclusion. I think I had to re-record about three of the chapters. So, oh, man. Um, yeah. But, it, I mean, it was. I think from start to finish and with me not doing it every day, I think it took about a month, which – Right. In retrospect, isn't isn't that bad? That's about how long it takes me to read six chapters, anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> chapter a week, maybe yeah, a little there, extra. Something. There you go. Yeah, uh, and it's a great book because it is a it is a quick read. It, it's one of those books that, as you read it, it's it's engaging. It, there, there's there's work for you to do. It's 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 kind of like you're not going to read it and go, oh, that was a neat little book, you know, with some good stuff in it. It it challenges you to get moving. You can't just read it and go, well, that was fun. But you have to do something with the information that yeah. you get. Each chapter had a 30 day challenge right. to go and act on. Yeah, if you wanted well, to apply you. the actual knowledge. So yeah, there you go. I appreciate the kind words. <laughs> now, going back to when you left your job to focus on your, your real estate business full-time, what kind of things did you have in place? Uh, and I'm asking this for those guys that are like right there on the verge of you know going full bore with their own business ideas, uh, but they're probably holding back because, you know, i got to have certain things in place. Yeah, I've got to have everything in place before I make one move. Yeah. It's like, no. Uh, so what kind of things did you have in place that, gave you the peace of mind that you could launch into your business full time and leave the the nine to five? Yeah, that's a really good question. It was it was an easy but also a difficult decision at the same time. Um, at least for me personally, I knew at my nine to five that I wasn't growing anymore. And it wasn't a company that I really had room for growth in terms of climbing the corporate ladder. There wasn't really anywhere for me to go. I wasn't super happy there. And so in terms of leaving that job, that was easy. But then there's also this fear, you right. know, everyone has fear, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, quitting your job or training for a marathon or, you know, any any bold action you take in your life, any transition is going to be really scary. Um, humans, we just, you know, our brain's 2000 years old. So we're just we're programmed to be fearful. And that's never going to go away for anyone. So in terms of things in place, for me, it wasn't as difficult a decision because I, you know, I don't have kids. I think that's one of the big reasons that scares a lot of people off is, you know, well, I have a family to support. I can't right. be making these crazy decisions, these taking these risks when I have to, you know, put food on the table for my kids. Um, so for me, it was, you know, I, I've, I talk about in my book about how savings really important. I've saved pretty much since I started my career. 
So, you know, I've had that financial backing keeping me there. You know, of course, I have the, the support of my boyfriend as well. So that's been really great. And then, you know, our, currently our costs are really low just financially. You know, we just live in a small two-bedroom apartment right now. Um, and and we, you know, we're able to live comfortably. So I think looking at all my numbers financially. And then I had also had a bit of success before I quit too. So I saw that right. the business model could work. And then I just saw that it was really challenging for me to have a side hustle and, you know, work full time and then come home and work on your, your side hustle. It was draining for me. So I, I kind of just looked at all the angles and I decided I'm just going to go for it. And the worst that could happen is I spend the next year doing this or the next two years doing this and it doesn't pan out. That's okay. <laughs> you know, I can go do something else at that point. You know, it's not the end of the world. So I think the biggest, thing is you you do have to be practical you know you have to look at your finances you have to look at you know can I do this because the reality is most businesses don't make you won't be able to pay yourself in the business for a while I mean I still haven't paid myself because I've been reinvesting everything back into the business but that's just nature of starting a business so if you go into it expecting you know I'm going to go get rich this year you know (laughs) you're going to be (laughs) disappointed so exactly um it was a it was a risk, and there's some times where I'm like, oh man, I should just go back to that secure nine to five with benefits. <laughs> yeah, that paycheck um, went but, in the bank every two weeks. And- <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but you know, you just got to remember why you're doing it, and I just look at it as, you know, how can I grow today? How is this going to help me grow? And I've grown more this last six months professionally than I did in two years at my previous job. Wow. I, I love how you put that too. It's like, and we have a, an episode about that too. Put together a plan. We're not telling you to just jump off that cliff and hope a parachute shows up. It's like, put together a good plan, not 10 years, but you know, put, make sure you've got your finances in order and you've saved some money, live below your means, talk to people you trust that, that will give you some perspective. Like you were saying, you know, I'm going to make a hundred thousand dollars first year. No, you probably won't. You'll probably starve to death if you don't have any savings or anything. So, (laughs) you know, go into it with, with some plan and some, some risk, but at least knowing, and like you said, the worst case scenario, I go down the street and I get another job, another nine to five job. You know, there's every, every place I eat every time is hiring. So there's plenty of jobs out there. It may not be the job you want, but you can get another job. But this dream was what was bothering you while you were working this job because you just thought this isn't my passion. You know, I could work here 30 years and I'd get a paycheck every two weeks and I'd have vacation and benefits and all that stuff. But I would also be dead inside because I didn't do the thing that's really leading me. You know, we've all got that calling in our life. We've got to go do this. And real leaders, real entrepreneurs are like, I can't just sit here and do this for you. I've got to go do something for me. It's worth the risk. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash cap show, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people too are scared of failure. I mean, I've, I've already failed in this business. You know, I, <laughs> I thought I'd be, you know, a lot further along than I am in terms of, you know, certain aspects of the business. But at the end of the day, you know, failure is a component of success. You can't find success, however you define success, whether that be financially or time freedom, without failing along the way. So I think it's a combination, you know, people are scared to fail and you can't blame them. People are scared in general, you know, <laughs> but when you think about it, it's like you said, I said, worst case scenario, I fall flat on my face, uh, my business fails and I go get another job. Like you said, <laughs> it may not be the job I want, but I could easily go get a job working somewhere, right. you know, so it's not like there's not jobs in this country. It may not be the job I want to work, but I could you know, I could easily go get a job at a fast food restaurant if I really needed to. So it's not, exactly. I'm not going to starve on the street. <laughs> so exactly. you just got to remember that. I like that you pointed out that willingness to fail. I just heard, um, well, my own pastor in my church talk about if you want to succeed in anything, you got to be willing to put your neck out there and, and risk failure uh, because that's the only way you're also going to risk success. Right. You know, if you just kind of stay by your los- lonesome or mm-hmm. um, stay comfortable in your laurels. Right. Am I saying that right? Rest on your laurels. Rest on your laurels. That's what it was. I don't know why I don't know like idioms in America. Like, <laughs> I don't either. It's, it's okay. my native, you know, my native country, and I don't know my own country's idioms. But anyway, uh, yeah. So like, lots of folks would rather rest on their laurels and never take that risk mm-hmm. to fail. And because they never take that risk to fail, they never take that risk to succeed. So right. I just really neat that you pointed that out. I was like, oh, yay. I, I heard somebody else say this. So, I heard yeah. somebody say the other day, too, that whole concept of opportunity knocks. And and he was like, opportunity doesn't knock. you got to go kick that door down and, <laughs> and get it. You know, it doesn't come to your house and go, hi, Cynthia, here's everything you've ever dreamed of. Now go make this work. You know, you got to go kick that door down and you're going to kick down doors that are empty. There, there, there is no opportunity there. You know, you're going to, you're going to buy a piece of land that, you know, was maybe condemned or it's got all kinds of other things wrong with it. And, and it was a bad deal. You did all your homework and it just didn't work out, but then you learn, okay, next time I'm going to check for this, this, and this. Yeah. And that's opportunity. Opportunity is what you make it to be. You know, like you were saying, you go down the street and you get a job at, at a fast food place or a grocery store or something until you find the job you want but don't sit and wait till you can you know run google or be the next you know uh, bill gates or whoever it is it's like you've got to make all of that stuff happen that's what i loved about your book that that momentum comes from you it's not somehow going to wander by and just knock you into it or something it's like you got to get out there and start moving so the momentum catches up to you and moves you down and i think people will be surprised at how close those doors of opportunity are located like your boyfriend (laughs) googled what podcasts in phoenix arizona and the guy was like a mile down the road right like i mean you still had to reach out to him and and knock on the door basically yeah literally and it's so (laughs) it's so funny you say that too because i for a long time i thought that like opportunity was just going to come. Right. I really did. And I'm, I'm not even exaggerating for a long time. You know, after I graduated college, I was lost. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I realized I'd studied the wrong major, <laughs> you know, my <laughs> senior year, there's no turning back. And so I was really confused and lost. I'm like, well, what, what's next? And I said, Oh, it's okay. Opportunity is just going to come to me. Right. Someday someone's just magically going to show up at my door and say, here's everything you ever wanted in your life. And this one little box, (laughs) you just have to open up the box. Start reading page one. (laughs) Exactly.
exactly. And I, I really thought that. I really did. And I think it, it took me a few years to realize, you know, after reading books and listening to podcasts and learning from other entrepreneurs that that's not how <laughs> life works. No. And so I realized, okay, so I have to go out and I have to make opportunity. And I have to be okay with the fact that a lot of what I do isn't going to work out. And I'm going mm-hmm. to fail. And it's going to be hard. And it's going to be scary and uncomfortable. But at the end of that, that's where you grow the most. You know, you don't grow in your comfort zone. You grow out of your comfort zone. You grow when you do things that you're scared to do and you are learning something new. So it's, you know, I think it's the most valuable thing you can do is get out of that comfort zone. Absolutely. I I have four boys that are 20 and over and and I've told them all the same thing. You know, opportunity doesn't somebody's not going to just come along and say, here's your life. Read page one and it'll it'll go like this. They if anything, you get this empty box with a bunch of blank pieces of paper in it. And then you've got to go fill that box and write that story. Nobody's ever going to do it for you. You know, the person you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with is, is somewhere outside of wherever you're at. So you've got to go find them. You've got to go be that person and that job and that, that where you're going to live and, and what your life's going to be is up to you. Nobody comes by and hands it to you. Cause I'm like you. I thought the same thing. Okay. So you graduate and there's somebody standing there and they hand you everything. Here's <laughs> yeah. how you do this and this and this. And, you know, and they weren't there. You're just like, okay, I graduated. You're disappointed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All I got was this little piece of paper that says I went to school for four years. Well, that's not really of any use to anybody. You're like, where are the six figure jobs calling yeah, me? Exactly. Tomorrow, day after graduation, yeah. come I, work for me I and I want to pay contract. you $500,000. <laughs> yeah. I'm still looking for that yeah. 20 years later. I want to be one of those athletes <laughs> where I get like 10 offers and I get to pick what I want to go do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, and, and the truth of the matter is that it is consistent hard work. Right. It is doing the things every single day that are going to push that needle forward for years right. without anyone watching you. Without anyone saying, okay, you got to do this today. Make sure you do it. You know, you got to do it for yourself. There's this really incredible Tony Robbins quote I heard about a month ago, and it stuck with me. It said, people are rewarded in public for what they've practiced for years in private. And that really struck a chord with me because for a long time, I thought, oh, my gosh, all these people are just given these opportunities (laughs) and they're lucky. And, you know, they just must have, you know, woken up on the right side of the bed in their life kind of a thing. And I realized, no, they worked really hard every single day in private and they mm. studied and they failed and they, you know, sacrificed. And, but you don't see that when someone becomes successful, like the, you know, Tony Robbins and the Tim Ferrises and, right. you know, these professional athletes, it's, you look at that and say, wow, I could never do that. Mm-hmm. But you don't see all the hard work that's gone behind that person that you're seeing and the success they, that they have. That's so true. And I don't, I don't really want to, publicize or i guess promote this but there's a great nike commercial and it's got you know michael jordan and and the williams sisters on it all these famous athletes that everybody recognizes and it starts out and jordan's kind of sitting on the bench and and he's like what's the secret to success and they all kind of ask that same question and it's across golf basketball tennis and everything and they all say the same thing it's failure failure is the secret to success because once you fail you're like i don't like that 
And I don't want to do that again. I'm going to get better at it. You know, and he always talked about there's nobody with him at the gym at 4 a.m. There's nobody with him at the gym when all the crowds go home and he's still shooting baskets. There's nobody, you know, in my bathroom staring into that mirror going, this is such a mistake. I screwed this up. I'm not going to be able to do this. But you and you have to motivate yourself and go get that to really make something out of your life. Yeah. And it's hard. I mean, (laughs) it's so hard. There's, I've had plenty of days where I'm questioning everything in my life and thinking, oh my gosh, my life is over. You know, just having a dramatic meltdown because that's just human nature. You know, everyone's going to experience that. But one thing that's really helped me is um, if you've heard, have you heard of Darren Hardy? Darren Hardy. That doesn't sound familiar. Benjamin Hardy we have, but not Darren. Okay, he's author of uh, Success Mag, or not author, uh, he started Success Magazine. Oh, okay. um, yeah. Um, he's wrote, uh, wrote a book, The Compound Effect. He's written a few books. Anyway, he's, he's great. He does this um, daily mentoring that you literally get a text every single morning at about 5 a.m., um, and it's a video. And it's just like a, it's anywhere from like a one to six minute little video clip. And it's basically his he mentoring you. So he talks about different topics. And I went through a phase where I was listening to them every day. And then for about two months, I stopped. And then I started again about two weeks ago. And I realized how much I need that (laughs) because you need that mentor in your life, even if it's just a simple three minute video of him telling you, look, this is the truth. Success is hard and you need to just keep going and keep working and whatever it may be. He has different topics that he talks about every day, but he's been doing, you know, he's been in the personal development industry for over 30 years. So he's been there, he's taken the actions and he knows what it actually is and he knows how difficult it is. So that one little thing, just hearing him and watching him every morning, like helps me to stay driven and stay motivated and, and get the work done that I need to do. That's awesome. I, so you should I think check it out. Makes you extraordinary, and we'll put that in the show notes so uh, people can check that out. But what makes you extraordinary is is you know the tools that you don't have and the things that you need, and you and you you've spent most of your time going out and getting those. You know, finding the mentor, the people that are are further along than you are, but they're where you want to be. So you you're chasing these people and these programs that will put you where you want to be which is exactly the opposite of what we were just saying about waiting around for somebody to come by and tell you what to do. It's like, you got to go out and chase these people down, buy them lunch, buy them a coffee or beat on their door and say, you know, I want to be part of whatever you're doing and, and teach me. And that's such a faster way to do it. I heard somewhere and I don't remember who said it, so I'll say I made it up, but uh, the best way to learn is other people's experience. You know, mm-hmm. you you take what they've done and go, okay, I'm going to study this and I'm not going to do these five things, but I'm going to do these 10 things every day and I'm going to be there faster than they were. And that's how you learn and that's how you succeed in life. Absolutely. Yeah. Some of these, you know, top people, Darren Hardy is one of them. He said, you know, one of his early mentors in life was Jim Rohn, mm-hmm. um, who was past. But he said that Jim Rohn told him, whatever you make in a year income wise, take 10% of that and put it back into your own personal development. So seminars, workshops, whatever it may be. And Darren Hardy said, I've done that every single year. And every single year, it gets harder, you know, 30 years (laughs) in, because his income keeps rising. And he's like, okay, what am I going to spend my money on this year? And he said that one thing has just contributed to his success because he's constantly learning from other people who 
score better than him and can right. teach him. Which is amazing for somebody like that that's been doing it for 30 years. He could easily go, okay, I'm good. I mean, I pretty much have heard everything. Exactly. And I'm I'm pretty far along, but I've, I've heard the same thing out of John Maxwell, that he is the same way. He's constantly pushing himself to learn because if you ever think you're there, then you start sliding backwards. That's when you start to decline. So you got to keep growing. I just picture my wife saying, you want to do what with 10% of your income? <laughs> <laughs> So you many people me? spend I, it on fishing or hunting or, you know. Hammock camping. No, I'm yeah. kidding. No, I haven't spent that much on hammock camping. But we're, we're probably getting close. But, yeah. Have you been hammock camping? <laughs> We've gone uh, twice. Two. Let's see. Goliad, Pedernales. I've gone three. Yeah, you've gone, you've gone three and I'm yeah. going twice. We're yeah. huge hammockers in my family. Oh, so. Awesome. I love it. It's, we I, just discovered it this year and just love it. Oh, it's it's, it's like, the best way to spend any afternoon in your entire life. Is I was actually on the hammock. I was in Utah for a few weeks and I was on in the hammock right on a creek. Beautiful oh, Sunday afternoon. There was not a soul in sight. I'm like, th- there's no better way to spend a Sunday afternoon than in yeah. the hammock. We, uh, we actually met up once after work. And hung our hammocks in a park that's um, in Corpus Christi, like right on the water. Yeah. And it was funny. Like there was an uh, old couple that walked by us. And I remember the guy, he walked by us. He goes, you guys sure aren't dressed like bums. Because <laughs> we just come from work. And it's like, we're not homeless. We're, we're doing this because we wanted to. There were like business shirts and slacks hanging out in hammocks on the water. And, oh, that, oh, or just hammocks. What's the big deal? Yeah. I'd love to go to Utah and do it, though, by a creek. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. We need more <laughs> creeks in Texas. Definitely. Kind of hot. Well, awesome, Cynthia. Thanks for coming back on and just letting us catch up with you. And and I can't wait for that print copy book to come out. And then we'll have to get you back on to to tell us how that process went. And then when you're this huge land developer and we can say, hey, we we know her. (laughs) We know her. We can get you some land. (laughs) We we can go hang out on our hammocks and on her land somewhere. On the land. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Well, I definitely hope to have that print book out soon. Um, my, my life's been pretty consumed with my, you know, real estate business. But, um, one thing I definitely want to offer to your listeners is, um, as I mentioned, I did release the audio book since we last, um, I, since I last was on your show, um, that came out about a year ago and I have a, a gift. I think I have about 10 codes for a free audio book hey. that I will give to the first 10 people that email me, Cynthia at sparkpositivemomentum.com. And that, uh, again, is Cynthia at sparkpositivemomentum.com. Just email me, tell me, hey, heard you on Beyond the Rut. I'd love to get a copy of your audiobook. And uh, the first 10 people will get one. So cool. Thank you very much for that. I have the feeling one of those 10 is probably going to be John Lee Dumas. Just saying. 100%. 100%. He'll probably try to get all 10, uh, knowing him. I would be surprised if he's blocked you on Twitter, just like Rob Lowe. Probably. I I am blocked on Twitter by Rob Lowe, which is kind of a badge of honor for me. I don't know why I am, but I never did anything to him. It's like our claim to fame. We got blocked by Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. There we go. Anyway, if you like everything we talked about in this show, check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 102. And... If you want a free copy of her audiobook for Escaping Average, be one of the first 10 people to email her at Cynthia at SparkPositiveMomentum.com and let her know that you heard about her and her book, her audiobook, through our show, Beyond the Rut. And if you're one of the first ones, 
she'll hook you up with a free copy, a free download from Audible. So there you have it. We're so glad you joined us, and we look forward to talking with you again next week. And in the meantime, go live life beyond the rut. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.